A Harnett County deputy is shot and a 16-year-old is in custody. Remember that bank robbery in Lumberton in January? Four men who were armed, a chase through Robeson and Columbus counties and shots fired? Two of the men have pled guilty. And vaping stores near Fort Bragg are raided. These stories and more on Episode 12 of Crime Time for Friday, April 20th on FayObserver.com. Featuring Fayetteville Observer Police and Crime Reporter Nancy McCleary, I'm Sonny Jones. On the podcast, we'll look at issues involving crime, courts, and public safety, highlighting stories in the news. And a reminder, anyone we discuss who has been charged with a crime is presumed innocent until found guilty in a court of law. Let's get started. A Harnett County deputy thought he might have spotted a 16-year-old who had been reported walking along a dirt path on the evening of Saturday, April 14th. The deputy was right. It was Mario Garza III, seen walking behind Cagle's furniture off NC-87. However, this is not a story with a happy reunion. When Corporal James Eric Cook tried to question the teenager, Garza tensed when Cook grabbed him. Cook decided to call for backup, says Harnett County Sheriff Wayne Coates. That's when Garza Garza pushed Cook and the two exchanged gunfire. A bullet from Garza's 45 caliber pistol hit Cook in his bulletproof vest. Another shot tore through his cheek and out the other side of his face. He didn't have a chance, Sheriff uh, Sheriff Coates told reporters. Garza was not injured in the shooting, but he fled and a massive manhunt took place. The area along NC-87 was shut down as law enforcement from surrounding agencies responded. A nearby carnival was closed during the search. Now, Garza was caught in thick brush off Buffalo Lake Road. A 45 caliber gun was recovered. Sheriff Coates said that, in his opinion, Garza meant to kill Corporal Cook. Garza is charged with attempted first-degree murder, assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill, inflicting serious injury, and two counts of assault with a firearm on law enforcement. His bail was set at $1.5 million. As for Corporal Cook, who has been with the Harnett County Sheriff's Office more than 10 years, he has a long road ahead in order to recover from his wounds, Sheriff Coates has said. He's at UNC Hospitals in Chapel Hill. He will need reconstructive surgery on his face. A GoFundMe page has been established to help Corporal Cook's family with expenses. You can go to the GoFundMe site online and search for James Cook. As of Friday morning, more than $8,000 had been raised. And Nancy, it's interesting to note also the community coming together as well. There are fundraisers planned. I know some businesses are planning to help uh, offset uh, the expenses the family will incur during his recovery. Remember back in January that daring bank robbery that happened at the PNC Bank off Chestnut Street in Lumberton? Don't see many like those here in the region. Four men, all with guns, went into the bank, held people at gunpoint, took more than $40,000. On Wednesday, April 18th, two of those men pled guilty. As the, as the men left the bank, they drove away and were chased by law enforcement officers, a chase that went through Lumberton into Robeson County and eventually into Columbus County. As shots were fired, but all four men got away during the chase on January 23rd. However, Rashad Devante Young and Jeremy Ross Vaughn, both of Whiteville, were captured within a couple of days. Both pled guilty this week, according to the Office of the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of North Carolina. 
Each entered pleas to bank robbery and discharging a firearm in furtherance of a bank robbery. Vaughn faces a minimum sentence of not less than 20 years and a maximum of life in prison, along with a $500,000 fine. Young could be sentenced to 10 years to life, along with the $500,000 fine. And I do like uh, legal terms, Nancy, like furtherance, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which really means that they fired a, discharged a firearm. And, uh, yeah, and, but anyway, uh, you know, there were two other suspects we haven't mentioned yet. Daquan madrid Prigen, Demetrius Sean Robinson. Uh, were they captured? What What's their status? Well, based on information that I uh, looked up before this podcast, um, Mr. Pridgen, according to the information that I found, is currently held in the Brunswick County Jail. Um, I'm not sure what exactly he's charged with down there, but just going by the information I found, Mr. Robinson is being held here in the Cumberland County Detention Center on charges from Robinson County of attempted first-degree murder, and he also has two counts of kidnapping charges. His bail is set at $5 million. Now, both he and Mr. Pridgen are scheduled to appear in federal court um, to answer to those charges. Is this all part of the bank robbery, or, yeah. or is this something? I'm not sure. Not? I'm not sure what what the attempted first degree murder is, um, and I, I'm not sure. But both he, men have problems. Yeah, that would be correct. <laughs> okay, we'll see how that turns out. That that story of the bank robbery and the chase—you just don't see that very often no. around the Cape Fear region and, and going in with guns and all that. Uh, truly, an amazing story. Fortunately, nobody was nobody hurt. Nobody was hurt. Nobody That's was right. hurt or, or killed. Well, you know, one thing we've uh, learned here in the 12 weeks we've been doing the Crime Time podcast, Nancy, is that law enforcement does not stop trying to solve a case. Cases may be out of the public eye, but it does not mean those officers have dropped it. One such case comes from Lumberton, where Lumberton police and the FBI continue to investigate the death of three women from last year. That's right. Last April, the bodies of Christina Kristen Bennett and Rhonda Lynn Jones were found in separate locations about 500 feet apart on the city's east side. On June 3rd, the body of Megan Ann Oxendine was found outside a house on East 8th Street, which is within four blocks of where the other two bodies were found less than two months earlier. And FBI spokeswoman Shelley Lynch said the cause of death for the women has not been determined. Lumberton police have deemed the deaths suspicious because of where the bodies were found. So what's being done to solve this case? According to um, Shelley Lynch, the agents conducted a door-to-door canvas in Lumberton in March, um, interviewing, uh, doing about 500 interviews over a three-day period. Uh, she did not say if agents found anything of interest, and there is a $30,000 reward for information that would help investigators. Well, hopefully they'll get some good leads off that, and maybe an arrest will come soon. Anyone with information is asked to call the FBI office in Charlotte at 704-672-6100, 704-672-6100. Vaping, familiar with that? It's the inhaling and exhaling of aerosol, often referred to as vapor which is produced by an e-cigarette or similar device. There are some health concerns with vaping on Friday, April the 13th. Hmm, 
Friday the 13th. <laughs> was indeed an unlucky day for four businesses near Fort Bragg. What you got there, Nancy? Well, that's the day that state and military authorities raided the businesses, seizing synthetic cannabinoids and arresting four men. The stores that were searched were the smoke shop and tobacco hut on Bonanza Drive and VIP smoke shop and Mr. Smoke Shop on Yadkin Road. Among the charges for the four people at the shops were possessing synthetic cannabinoid with intent to sell and deliver and maintaining a store for the sale of a controlled substance. And you noticed I made you say cannabinoid. Uh, As of January 1st, (laughs) possession of synthetic cannabinoid became a felony offense in North Carolina. What's the issue here with that? Well, in talking with Special Agent Jason Locklear of the State Alcohol Law Enforcement Division, he says synthetic cannabinoids are used in vaping products in addition to or in place of cannabinoid oil. Now, when mixed with certain chemicals, the CBD oil, as it is often referred to, I thought it might have meant Central Business District. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was something else. um, But the CBD oil can cause side effects including headaches, seizures, hallucinations, and death. Locklear added that not all CBD oils have the mind-altering chemicals. The real danger, he said, is that vaping products are not regulated and the altered CBD oils can be put into lollipops, gummy candies, waxes, and liquids used in these cigarettes. So I'm guessing um, a lot of the health risk associated with vaping still not known or, or unclear. That's right. Army officials have identified vaping products as a health issue because of the number of soldiers who were being who were being treated at medical facilities, including Womack Army Medical Center, after soldiers began turning up with potentially life-threatening symptoms. As of late January, 60 cases possibly linked to the use of vaping products had been reported at Fort Bragg or Camp Lejeune. So the moral of the story, don't smoke them if you got them. And I'll tell you what, Nancy, I'll let you do next week's script after you having to say cannabinoid about a half dozen (laughs) times. But I did that on purpose. I know you did. (laughs) All right. Let's check the crime blotter. On the crime blotter, some items of interest. Fayetteville police are looking for two teens who are persons of interest in the fatal shooting earlier this month of a Rayford man. Ezra Elliott and Taj Elliott, both 16, are being sought in the April 8th death of 18-year-old Karan Howard of Tennessee Walker Drive. Howard was found inside a vehicle in the intersection of Cliffdale and Riley Roads about 12.20 a.m. Anyone with information on the Elliotts or their location is asked to call Detective W. Lee at 973-3638 or Crime Stoppers at 483-TIPS. That's 483-8477. Tips can be submitted anonymously online at fay-nccrimestoppers.org or at p3tips.com. Two Fayetteville men were sentenced to 10 years in prison after pleading guilty to stolen firearm offenses, according to the Office of the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of North Carolina in Raleigh. Brian Lamar Martin, 22, and Kiwanis Rogers, also 22, faced federal charges after breaking into a Robeson County home and stealing 18 firearms. So you've had Kiwanis and Cannabinoid. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is not your show, is it? No. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, moving on to our next story. A federal jury found a doctor who practiced in Pembroke guilty of illegally dispensing a narcotic pain medication, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of North Carolina. After a four-day trial, the jury convicted Donovan Dave Dixon of Fayetteville on 20 counts of unlawful distribution of oxycodone outside the scope of professional practice and not for a legitimate medical purpose and one count of conspiring to unlawfully distribute oxycodone. Also, a third person wanted in the murder of Calvin Blackshire Jr., whose death was live-streamed on Facebook outside a Fayetteville hotel last year, turned himself in Thursday night. Fayetteville police said Elvin Freeman Morrison of Hope Mills surrendered about 9 p.m. Thursday. He's being held on charges of first-degree murder, robbery with a dangerous weapon, and conspiracy. Authorities are still looking for Iona Deja Shamika Thomas of Fayetteville on the same charges. Two other suspects are in custody. Blackshire was shot on January 19, 2017, and found in the parking lot of Motel 6 on Cedar Creek Road. The four people charged are accused of stealing Blackshire's Air Jordan shoes and a cell phone. His final moments were live-streamed on Facebook by an onlooker. Well, Nancy, that's it for edition 12 of Crime Time for Friday, April 20th. If you enjoyed it, as we always say, feel free to spread the word about this weekly podcast on FayObserver.com. And as I like to say, if you did not enjoy it, well, tell your friends to give it a listen. They might like it. Also, join Jacqueline Shambaugh and me for the 910 Preps podcast. It's posted Monday nights. We talk about high school sports in Cumberland County and the Cape Fear region, and we welcome your comments and suggestions for Crime Time. You can reach me, Nancy McCleary, by email at nmccleary, there's two C's in McCleary, M-C-C-L-E-A-R-Y, at fayobserver.com, or on Twitter at F-O underscore McCleary. And you can reach me, Sonny Jones, at sjones at fayobserver.com, or on Twitter at F-O Sonny Jones. Nancy? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Again, thanks so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in next time for the next edition of Crime Time.